You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing you some fire. I hope you're ready for what is in store today. We have a very special guest today, John Lee Dumas, or maybe you know him as JLD, is joining the show to drop what he calls value bombs. JLD is the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is a top-ranked, award-winning podcast. His story and his insights are so inspiring and motivating. It makes me feel so grateful to be able to get 15 minutes out of him to be able to amplify his message and deliver all of the goods to you. So let's hop right in. JLD, first and foremost, I want to thank you for your time this morning. And on top of that, I want to thank you for your tour of duty in Iraq. I didn't want that to be left unsaid. And it's something I'm definitely very appreciative and grateful for. And to be honest, I'm super stoked you're here with us today. Well, Matt, thank you for both. Really appreciate it. And I am fired up to be here, brother. Awesome. Awesome. So what I've been doing, I've been kicking the show off by setting a tone setting question in regards to how does, how do you define success? And the reason I ask that is because everyone's allowed to have their own definition of success and we've had some amazing answers. So I'm curious, how do you define it? My definition of success is doing what you want, where you want, how you want to do it. Like when I wake up in the morning and I have the freedom to live out that day, that day in my life, according to how I want to, that's freedom, that's success. Yes. And it's that freedom, right? And I, I don't know, I want to relate that into something that I learned about you. You know, at one point you talked about being on that quote unquote hamster wheel at one point in your life, you know, in other words, you know, you felt like you were just running in circles. How did you get off that track onto the freedom track? I just realized life's short, man. I mean, this is the one go round that at least we know of that we have. And Every single day that went by, I just felt like it was a lost opportunity. So finally, enough was enough. That proverbial straw that broke the camel's back was real. It was just one day too many in that cubicle, just saying, really, where is my life going? Who am I impacting? Like, How am I spending the vast majority of my time not happy with the vast majority of the way that I'm spending my time? It's time to get off this hamster wheel, baby. It's time to try something new. Yes, I might fail. Yes, I may fall flat on my face. But guess what? Great, successful people have done just that before me. They've got up. They've dusted themselves off. They've tried again, and they've got there. I can too. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think that fear of failure kind of holds a lot of us back. I know it's held me back in the past. And I know it's something that you dealt with when you were starting Entrepreneurs on Fire. You know, it crossed your mind that you didn't want to fail because you were already looked at as a successful individual. How did you get over that fear of failure? And how did you stop caring about what other people would think of you? It's too bad that we have this fear of failure. I mean, we're human beings, so we're never going to not have a fear of failure. It is innate. It is at the core of who we are as humans. So it's never going away. Just recognize when you're having that fear of failure, every single person that's ever breathed a breath as a human being has had that. So welcome to the human race, period, end of story. But we have to be able to mentally rise above that by actually saying, how did I get to where I am today? How did I walk? How did I talk? How did I do anything um, I failed a thousand times doing those things. Look at any single baby that's trying to first crawl and then walk or try to say their first word or trying to swing a bat or trying to run or trying to do anything. It, they, it, 
those activities are riddled, riddled with failure, thousands and thousands of failures. But then all of a sudden we become like 15 or 20 or 30 and we're just like, oh my God, if I do one thing that fails, my life is over. And it's just not the case. But listen, you got to give yourself a break because you're a human being, as I said at the beginning of this, and you're going to have that fear but you just have to rise above because, man, it will hold you back. You need to be willing to fail a thousand times to get to where you want to be. The sad thing is 99% of people aren't even willing to fail one time. And guess what? That's why they call it the 1% because that 1%, they're not special. They're not anything like different. They've just failed a crap ton, period, end of story. Yeah. And I I feel like one thing that, you know, I'm going to be super selfish with this question. I actually saw on your Instagram the other day, you posted about being proud of yourself and all you've accomplished. Now I'm 26 years old. I, people look at me as a, an accomplished individual. You know, I've worked with Damon John. I've won startup competitions, got funding for startups, whole bunch of stuff. Right. But one thing that I struggle with personally is being proud of myself and my wins in general. How do you, you know, how do you become proud of yourself? I mean, one of the biggest problems that you're facing that, again, you're facing it because you're a human being. I face it even though I'm uber aware of it because I'm a human being. It is just going to happen. It's compare and despair. You are there and you're comparing yourself to other people. You are despairing as a result of that. Like, okay, I get it. Damon John is crushing it. He's on Shark Tank. He's doing this. He's doing that. You compare yourself to Damon John, then of course we're going to be like, we feel like we come up a little bit short and we can't be super proud of what we've accomplished. But then what, is Damon John going to compare himself to Richard Branson or to Mark Cuban or to you know somebody that may have accomplished more, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos? And then now what, is he going to despair? I mean, it's a never-ending chain when you go down that route. And so there's only one person you should ever be comparing yourself to, and that's you yesterday. If you're winning that comparison and you're going to win at life overall. It's that consistent improvement, that 1% better every single day. I mean, you're 26 years old. When I was 26, I was still six years away from even having an entrepreneurial thought in my head. I was 32 years old when I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire. Now I just turned 39 years old. And, you know, I, I, I still have a long way to go and I still have things that I want to uh, achieve and do all these things. But if I'm comparing myself to other people that have achieved more, then it's almost like the last six years of all the success that I've had doesn't stack up. But if I instead compare myself to myself yesterday or the year before, or especially six years before, I'm like, wow, look at how far I've come. Like that is something to be grateful for. I mean, just yesterday, it was my 39th birthday. Lewis Howes happened to be in Puerto Rico. He's my buddy. So we crashed in my place. We went on a 5.30 a.m. run at the hill nearby. And it was just like this great magical day. And then we get down and we're hanging out, having coffee on my balcony. And he's looking around and he's just like, damn, he's like, you really have got it down here. You live in a beautiful place in Puerto Rico. You're paying 4% tax. The Caribbean's there. He's like, yada, yada. And Lewis is like, man, you just really figured it out. He's like, I'm really happy for you for doing that. And that wasn't Lewis like comparing himself to me. That was like just Lewis being like happy for a friend in that moment. And now me going back, looking back at him saying, man, Lewis has figured it out for him. He's got a 
great place in LA. He interviewed Kobe Bryant a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like he's become like the place that people go through when they're in LA to be interviewed. He's going to be interviewing Giselle soon. I mean, he's just going from strength to strength to strength and he's figured it out in his scenario. Like, what am I going to compare myself to Lewis and despair about that? Is he going to compare himself to me in Puerto Rico where I get to keep all the money that I make paying 4% and I get to see the Caribbean every day? No, we don't do that because we know that we're only comparing ourselves to ourselves the day before on the journey that we're personally on. That's how you get a roll. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely something to keep in the back of our minds that, you know, the front person, of our minds. Brother. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Definitely. Like we should only compare ourselves to the person we were yesterday. I love that. Now, what are your top takeaways from hosting Entrepreneur on Fire, whether that be from actually getting the show started or, you know, an interview you conducted? You know, this will just go back to another conversation I had with Lewis yesterday. I mean, he was my first mentor. I hired him in 2012. He had been rocking it for a couple of years at that point. And I was just getting started and I wanted to learn from him. And so it was an amazing six month mentorship and it turned into a great friendship that's, you know, now blossomed. And we were just having this conversation about, man, let's look around. Let's talk about it for a second. Like who is still crushing it in 2018, almost 2019 now that was crushing it in 2012, 2013. And it was a short list, man. You know, Amy Porterfield, still crushing it. Pat Flynn, still crushing it. You know, we named a couple other people, still crushing it. But a lot of people who are crushing it back six, seven years ago, they're, they're not anymore. They didn't adapt. They didn't adjust. They didn't pivot. They didn't, they didn't continue to elevate their game. And there's been a lot of people, you know, that have started, that have come out of nowhere in the past two or three years that are crushing it because they have adapted. They have figured it out. They knew where to come in and what to leverage in this new world that we live in as is always changing. And so for me, looking back over these 2000 plus episodes of Entrepreneurs on Fire, it's so easy for me, for me to identify the successful entrepreneurs that were successful back in 2012, 13, 14, that are still rocking it and relevant today they're consistent. They get up every morning, they do something, they're creative, they put out content, they put out value, they learn, which is a crazy concept for some entrepreneurs who, by the way, have since failed. But these entrepreneurs that haven't, they keep learning, they keep educating themselves, they keep staying ahead of the curve, they stay cutting edge, they do the things they need to do to remain relevant and to push the envelope and to test themselves. That's what a successful entrepreneur does that stays around. We have flashes in the pan all the time. And some of these people that have been now rocking it for two or three years, two or three years from now, you'll never hear from them again. Some of them you will. It's those that continue to reinvent themselves. For sure. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely consistency, that value add, all that. That's great stuff. Now, were you ever given a piece of advice in life that you didn't want to hear at that time, but it proved to be true over time? Yeah, I, I was. And that piece of advice was, John, you can't automate everything. You can't systematize everything. I mean, we all have this passion and this dream of let me just go to bed at night. Let me wake up with thousands of dollars waiting for me in my inbox. Then let me just walk out with a cup of coffee, lay by the beach, read a book, watch some shows, do whatever, just relax, and then come in for... At, in, the, in the evening with thousands more dollars having poured in and then, you know, call it a night and do the same thing over again. Like there's this weird dream of this passive hammock beach 
lifestyle that honestly people think they want. And I know why they think they want it because Matt, you know, some of them are like you, they're in freezing 30 degree weather right now. And they've got to like commute to some job they don't like. And it's just like, it's dark at 3 15 PM and they, they don't get sun. There's no vitamin D. And they're just like, that's what I want. And guess what? It's amazing. I can vouch in Puerto Rico. I spend 30 minutes every single morning just out by my pool, soaking in the sun, reading a book, loving it. You know, after having just crushed a workout in my sauna and doing all this stuff, like that's part of my morning routine. But then guess what? Then I go to work. And from nine to five, I am putting in the hours in my office, focused, making it happen because I was told long ago that you're not going to be around and you're not going to continue to build anything worth building slash revenue is not going to keep coming in unless you continue to put in the work. So I put in the work. You're my first, Matt. You probably don't know this, but you're actually my first of 25 interviews on other shows today. I am putting in the work today. Wow. <laughs> one, because I love it. I love it. I love having conversations with people like you, 26 years old, doing things, hustling, making things happen, adding value. I love having these conversations. So it's, it's A, it's fun for me. I love it. It's keeping me relevant and sharp and, and, and I just enjoy the process. But B, it's 25 interviews. It's work at the same time. And you got to keep doing that. And so that was advice that was given to me way back in the day. I continue to A, agree with it and B, implement it, even though at the time I was like, really? Like I can't? And just to kind of wrap this up too, you may think that you, you want, and you may not, by the way, and I'm not talking to you, man, I'm talking to the listener, but like the, you listener, you may think that you want that beach and that hammock lifestyle. And guess what? You probably do for 30, an hour, maybe 90 minutes a day. Cause I do it every day. I get out there. I, I, I relax. I sit down, I de-stress, I breathe, I meditate, I read amazing. All the things. But believe me, if you become a successful entrepreneur to the point where you can get that, you don't have it in you to just sit around and do nothing because we want to keep creating. We want to keep progressing. We are human beings. We don't just sit there stagnant and turn into the blob. You know, we want to keep progressing. So for me, it's been becoming more well-rounded. It's become you know, really focusing on my health, work out with my virtual trainer every single day. Or, uh, talk to my virtual nutritionist to hold me accountable with the food that's going in my body. You know, have a functional medicine doctor to have the right supplements coming in. And so I'm optimal health. Or at the same time, staying cutting edge in the online world, doing what needs to happen as, you know, the new things keep coming out and keep, you know, ahead of that curve. So that's the process and that's the excitement. I love it, man. And I want to say thank you. I want to respect your time. I know you got to go. So thank you again for hopping on the show. Truly appreciate it, man. Dude, Matt, keep doing what you do. It was great to connect, brother, and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Talk soon. Peace. And there you have it, man. JLD dropped so much insight and value in such a short period of time. I'm so grateful he hopped on this show because he absolutely crushed it. For instance, fear of failure, right? He put that into perspective in such an easy way to digest. For instance, babies that walk or babies that are learning how to walk, I should say, we failed so many times trying to walk, right? And our mindset wasn't, oh, we fell down once, let's just crawl the rest of our life, because no, we would look fucking weird if we did that. But we need to adapt to that mindset again. You know, we kind of got rid of that mindset. We care what people think about us, which is another thing that he talked about. And that's something I've talked about in past episodes. And then he talked about being proud of yourself, right? Because that's something that I personally struggle with, those small wins and acknowledging them. I've preached that, 
But at the same time, I need to believe that. So I'm glad I was selfishly able to ask that. And again, like comparisons, I don't necessarily compare myself to a Damon John, but at the end of the day, we're all looking at these finished products, especially on social media, and we're comparing ourselves to everyone's sizzle reels while we're looking at our blooper reel and it hurts us, right? We start having those self-deprecating thoughts or whatever else. But regardless, I'm so grateful you tuned into this episode. I'm so grateful JLD dropped the value bombs on this episode. And it was awesome. So if you want to share this, rate, subscribe, whatever you got to do, you know it's appreciated already. I appreciate you for tuning in. Peace.